This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. The Bills kick a field goal. 8.48 left in the second quarter. Buffalo 10, LA Rams nothing. First game of the NFL season. In an effort to further embarrass myself, I tweeted out my NFL predictions earlier today for the playoff teams from each conference, the seven from each conference, and my Super Bowl pick. I am picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. A lot of people are. And I'm uh, picking them to beat the San Francisco 49ers. I think Trey Lance is going to have an exceptional season. And uh, a couple of my friends are San Francisco fans, so I want them to be happy. That's the type of analysis I put into my NFL predictions as we welcome Blake Dermott to the show, who's probably actually surprised I put that much thought into it. Hey, Blake. How you doing, Reed? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing very well. Yeah, that's what I based it on. Who should I pick out of the NFC? Ah, two buddies like the Niners. They'd be happy if they went to the Super Bowl. I'll pick them. You know, I, good, I don't, I don't t- typically uh, make my predictions till sometime around December. Um, so... <laughs> I want to see how things sort of, you know, uh, roll out. I, I, uh, so much can happen over a long season. So I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, uh, I, I don't have as big a crystal ball, I guess, as you do. Well, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I, I like your approach. You'll pick the 14 playoff teams once 13 of them have clinched. Then you'll go out on a limb. That's right. That's, that's, and it's got to be a real much better way. limb. You'll pick the team that's, you know, got a 90% chance. Like, you know, they always put off those those playoff scenarios, the final couple weeks of the season. It's like, you know, uh, for Team A not to clinch, they need to lose. This other game needs to end in a tie. Team C has to lose by exactly 12 points. Team D has to beat Team E by exactly, you know, that's that's the ones you're comfortable picking. That's right. Okay. do you play fantasy football of any sort? I do not. Interesting. I, you just don't don't like it. Don't don't want to spend the money. What is it? No, no. It's um, um, you know the funny thing is is that I, I even even though I'm not um, and for years I uh, I was coaching and uh, last year was the first year that I didn't coach um, and, uh, and and I'm not coaching this year but I've always had enough football to worry about the fantasy part of it um i mean I, I enjoy watching the games i try to watch as many games as i possibly can but it, you know it's not it has nothing to do with the money it, it has i i honestly don't think that i mean some of the people that play my, my my son plays fantasy football he plays with a group of guys and uh and he is uh he's constantly you know they just went through the draft a, a, a week or so ago and and I understand all of that, and I just, you know what, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can invest that much time in it. And 
and, and I appreciate the guys that do, but I mean, I invest enough time in, in, in trying to, you know, uh, in, in, in my life, I've invested enough time in, in football. I don't need to invest in the fantasy part of it. Yeah, I, I play in a couple of leagues, but I'm one of those owners that I think irritate the other people in the league because I'm always the one getting the text like, hey, your keepers are due tomorrow at 8. Are you going to send them in? Oh, yeah, I'll have them in by then. And then I'm getting a text at 6 o'clock. Hey, you got like two hours? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll get them in. I'm like, hey, have you paid? You haven't paid yet. So I, I like paying it more just to – I like playing it more just to follow along with some players that I like and see how I do. I don't make a lot of trades. I'm not – I don't do much on the waiver wire. And I've also learned this, Blake. I can't remember where I first saw this quote. Somebody much uh, more clever than me uh, said this or posted it, but uh, somebody said, in your own mind, there is nothing more interesting than your own fantasy football team. To everybody else, there is nothing less interesting than your fantasy football team. So, uh, you, you know, you got to be careful how often you talk about it because that, I think that's one way to get people to zone out is like, oh, yeah, I started this guy over this guy, and he got 10 points, and the other guy only got five. Most people are like, nobody cares. What would you have for dinner? What else do you want to talk about? You know, Reed, it's funny when you're talking about the way you are in your fantasy football league. That's kind of the way I am in the lottery pool I run. <laughs> I'm calling people up. Hey, are you going to pay this week? Are you in? Are you gonna, so. <laughs> yeah, well, well, once you see if you got winning numbers, then you'll decide whether or not you want to no, buy sure. it <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny. Blake Dermott joining us tonight uh, on Inside Sports. Yeah, Buffalo and the Rams. Uh, are, you, are, are you able to watch this game? Have you been keeping an eye on it or are you, well, are I, you out? I, I literally just got home from the gym and uh, so I missed, uh, so I, I saw that the Buffalo uh, kicked a field goal. They're up 10 nothing, but I haven't been able to watch much since, since the uh, beginning of the game till now. So I do have uh, it on in the background. Yeah, I, I've, I mean, I sort of got the TV off to the side here, so I, I, I keep an eye on it without watching every play. Josh Allen is 16 for 18 with a touchdown, but he did throw a pick, so Buffalo did have a promising drive stuffed out, but they are the, they are the Super Bowl favorites for a reason. Okay, um, Blake, a few things to talk about here with the Labor Day series, and Mark Cordy was on the show, and uh, we had a really good chat, and I asked him about the, the snaps that he missed in the last game, and, you know, I said... Uh, I'm sure there's a couple you want back. And he said, yeah. He said, I got to clean it up. I, I put in some extra reps. And he's, he's played center in the past, but he also kind of compared it to a golf swing. And when you bring the clubs out of the closet in April or May, uh, even if you're a good golfer, it might not feel right at the beginning. Is is that fair? Do you understand what he's getting at with that comparison? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. Uh, and and uh, <clears throat> especially when you are... Um, uh, let's say you know you're you you haven't you haven't done it for a while, um, and you're playing against an opponent that um, um, that you know is is making you think about the, your responsibilities a lot more. Um, and any any kind of distraction, like I mean, when when you know, I'm sure by next game, the game after that, Cordy's going to be it's going to be like a reflex. It's going to be you could do this in a sleep. But but when you move into a, a position where you uh, are you know are are put into knowing all the things like the calls the, the you got to remember the snap count You're, of all the guys on the line you got to remember the snap count and you got to remember all the calls and make the calls and all those kinds of things plus you know depending on the package that they would have put in maybe they put in some new packages and he's concentrating on those things and then you have to uh, you have to snap the ball as well and uh, you add a different dynamic to 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 what you normally do yeah I I, I think that. 
there's a potential for that to go wrong. And, uh, and I think that was about as wrong as it will ever go for him. Cause I, I honestly believe that he's going to be much better this next game. That kind of thing isn't going to happen. Yeah. He's, he pretty focused on it and he didn't shy away from the fact that, you know, I mean, and it really was, he was probably two snaps. I mean, the one that wound up getting turned over and there was another one that was, uh, that was pretty low. So now what, okay, here's one of my stupid questions for you. And I've, I've never even really thought about this. Um, is there like how how detailed are they in terms of aiming that snap? Like, does the quarterback just say, "Give it to me anywhere between you, you know my my chest and my belt," or or is it like, "No, I'm going to snap it like five inches to the right of his navel every time"? You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, it, your first uh, comment was the way it is. I'm, as long as See, one of the things about, and this is one of the things that the, historically people have said is a disadvantage to quarterbacks uh, is the in, in the shotgun snap is that when you're under center, the quarterback's eyes are always downfield. The quarterback never has to look down to catch the ball. When you're in the, when you're in a shotgun snap, you have to take your eyes off the field, off the uh, you know the the coverage, off the the defense for that. It may only be for a split second, but you have to take your eye off and then get, to catch the ball and then get refocused. And, uh, and typically, if you just have to drop your eyes and get the ball, that's not a big deal. But when you got to, you know, bend at the waist or you got to step to the right or step to the left or, you know, being six foot five like uh, like Cornelius is, a, a low snap for some guys is not that low. But for him, it's a long ways down. And when he when he has to go down to get the ball, well, that screws up his mechanics. That screws up his timing with the receivers. And and uh, and and you know it screws up his ability to be able to see the defense and what they're doing. So, so yeah, no, it's it's quite disruptive. Um, but that's the nature of shotgun. Now, uh, the the other thing about shotgun though is that the advantage is now the quarterback doesn't have to take five steps to be back in the pocket. He's already there. So, so from so there, there's advantages and disadvantages. But when but when the ball is low, any quarterback is gonna gonna say that they're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Blake Derwick joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, Labor Day home and home wraps up on Saturday when the Elks hopes the Sam Peters on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Kevin Brown. I had a caller uh, call in about Kevin Brown. I asked Cordy about Kevin Brown, who said uh, he sounded pretty excited about him. I asked you a question about Kevin Brown after the Labor Day game on uh, on Monday. I, I like the quickness, Blake. I, I mean, obviously the the Elks have kind of been looking for a back who could who could really hit that hole. I know Wilder could do it when healthy, but for most of his tenure here, he wasn't really that healthy, I don't think. Um, but I also noted that despite being not the biggest guy in the world, Brown bounced off tackles and in some cases even carried tacklers with him. Um, what I know it's just one game, but a lot of fans are excited. Do you see legitimate potential there? Well, I was just going to make that comment that it, it, that it is one game that they play. And uh, but but I, I said that to you after the game. I was I was excited about what he brought, and and it could be you know that that youthful enthusiasm. You know, you're playing your first game, and you you're going to go harder than you know uh, than maybe you will in game twenty. Um, but but it's because you want to make a, a good showing of yourself. But but I saw in, in him something that they have not had this year. And and I think um, so from that standpoint, that is a huge positive. Um, yeah, and there was there were some other guys too. I mean, we, we finally got a chance, you know, and we've been seeing little uh, dabs of this. Uh, uh, Dylan Mitchell, uh, 
I thought that uh, not only from a return game, because I thought he had a couple of nice returns, but, you know, uh, it was exciting to watch as, as a receiver. And, uh, you know, when they when they get the re- all of their receivers back, I think this is going to be uh, this is going to be a, a real solid group that they have. You know, um, Lawler and Arsenal, if, they, if, they, if those guys can get back here shortly and then and you throw in a Dylan Mitchell, that's that becomes now another weapon that uh, gives Cornelius an opportunity to be successful. And and, you know, with with as many people as were injured, which is a common thing that we've been saying all year. Cornelius uh, threw the ball in probably the best game that he's ever had as, as, an, as an elk. Uh, he was at 66% completion percentage or 63%. He had a 120 uh, a quarterback uh, uh, rating, um, which and he's a guy that's been operating somewhere around 80. So he, he had a, a really good day. The only blemish for that offense, I mean, you know, and we talked about this after the game, 35 minutes of, uh, of uh uh, ball control that they had to, to Calgary's 25 to 26. You know, it was just they they just did so many good things. But I thought the offensive line when he gave up six sacks how many, and and the holding penalties that they took, that that's what really kind of you know if they can clean up that part of it, that's a game that they don't lose. And uh, and I and I really believe that they're sitting there thinking that going into this game on Saturday. Yeah, well, I, I, I like a couple holding penalties. I guess one was a hands to the face, I think. But I, I mean, the, uh, there was a holding penalty that negated a gain to the nine yard line, yeah. and it pushed them back to. I still have my notes. Uh, so they got down to the nine after starting a scrimmaging from the thirty six. So with the penalty, went they went back to the forty six, and then they punted. So you might say, well, holding's a ten yard penalty. Well, to me, that's a that's a 37-yard penalty if you look at where the ball would have been and, and where it scrimmaged on the next play. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's a, I talked with Morley earlier this week, and I just said, you know, this is still a team that is doing just enough to lose, right? They they get a block punt. They, uh, you know, a quarterback, Cornelius fumbles as he's being chased out of the pocket by the sidelines to get the ball in, in the territory. They get pushed back into a situation where they're on the nine-yard line and, you know, guaranteed you're going to get a field goal, at least a field goal opportunity out of that, to having to punt the ball and getting nothing. So, yeah, those are the kinds of things that uh, that they they have been doing all season. Some games they do less of that, but this was a game that, you know, when you look at it, when you have the kind of offensive output that they had, which was a reasonable output, I think they were close to 400 yards in offense. They, they had slightly over 200 yards at the half. So they, I, I just think that they, they're, you know, uh, one, once again, kicking themselves in the butt that they didn't come away with a victory down in Calgary. Yeah. Okay. Blake, I will see you at Commonwealth Stadium on Saturday. I, I'm looking forward to this rematch. The Elks trying to snap that 13-game home field uh, losing streak. And as we've been talking about, just a few plays away. Hopefully, they'll be making them instead of giving them away against the Stampeders. I'll let you uh, focus on the final uh, two-plus quarters of this game between the Bills and the Rams. Cooper Cup just re- got a touchdown re- to the Rams. Re- Okay, good. Well, I, I just wanted to say, the with the weather report for this weekend, at, uh, whatever, it's supposed to be 25 degrees on Saturday and sunny, that is probably the first time in the last two years where we've had a positive weather report on game day. And playing against Calgary, let's hope we can get the fans out. And and, uh, and not only that, it's my birthday, and I'm really expecting a big birthday present that the, the Elks will be able to give me. So, so I think there's a bunch your, of positives. Your birthday is September 10th. Yes. So is my dad. How about so that? My, so is my brother. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I 
Oh, he's not your twin, is he? Then, then it no, makes no, sense. No, no, he's exactly a year apart. We're not even, we're not even Irish twins. We're just exactly one year apart. I was his first birthday present. Oh, so. I'm sure that's exactly how he sees it, Blake. Well, that's the way I make him see it every year. <laughs> hey, this was fun as always, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, thanks, Reed. Talk to you soon. All right, that is our uh, analyst for our Elks broadcast here on 630, Chad, the one and only Blake Dermott, who always brings a smile to my face. And I always learn something about the game of football every time we speak. Yeah, 10-7 now, Buffalo leading the Rams in the second quarter. Cassie Campbell-Pascal on meeting the Queen. That's still coming up. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, hello, you wonderful humans. Elks coach Chris Jones on facing the stamps for the fourth time this season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, you know, it's it's about six one half dozen another. I mean, they're, they're a good football team. Quite honestly, I like playing against you know them, Winnipeg, all these teams in the West. I mean, all it's going to do is eventually we're going to find out how to play and, and uh, play as a team and and start taking care of the penalty situation. And, and uh, again, we're a good football team, but we just got to get that little bit. You know? Somebody operating a blender in the background. Can we play the end of that clip again, Kellen? Football team, but we just got to get that little bit. You know? Well, what is that? Or did they practice at the airport? Well, we've had named that animal on the show. Maybe it's named that appliance. I don't know. I think we might have to situation, and, and uh, again, we're a good football team, but we just got to get that little bit. You know? Chainsaw. It can't be a can't be a lawnmower. It's, Chainsaw. Uh, no longer natural gas. You think it was some sort of a saw? I think it's a chainsaw. Think there's a little bit of construction going on at Commonwealth. The, Chris Jones is building a team. The construction's on. There, Put the hard hats there it out. Is. Construction zone. Team under construction. Wow, I, I did not expect that. Okay, well that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> we'll uh, hear a little bit more from Chris Jones as we move along tonight. Cassie Campbell Pascal is coming up. She met the Queen about 20 years ago. It's Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> 